Welcome to Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. And today we are talking about disappointment. Well, we've managed to pick quite a massive topic there. We have. quite clever. Um, but really, we want to look at it because it's such a, a, a struggle that touches everybody's lives. And I, and I guess the, the bit that we want to get across, the bit that we feel is on our heart, uh, is that actually when we've been disappointed and we've, we've, I guess we could say, suffered from disappointment, right. actually that risk of keeping going, that risk of hoping again, that risk of being vulnerable again, if it's somebody who's disappointed us, is the challenge, isn't it? And I think the Lord is always spurring us on. So we'll unpack it a little bit, um, but hopefully there'll be that message through it risk again yeah keep trusting reaching no out. that's right and, and everybody will have will have experienced disappointment in different levels in their life whether it's really massive disappointment or just small little disappointments in life that kind of add up a bit but you're right the the point is is how have we responded to that yeah and also we mustn't forget that often people can feel disappointed in god yeah. And that it maybe isn't on the surface. Right. And we're not saying that that's right or wrong, but it's a very if that's a very genuine feeling inside, then we need to talk about that, don't we? Agreed. We have got a list. We do have a list. And the first on the list is just even the sense of disappointment about ourselves. Okay. Like disappointment in myself as a person. I might even feel like I am a disappointment. Ah, oh, that's two different things. They are. Yeah. So one is very much more about me as a person maybe based on what other people have said, or oh, well, you're rubbish at this, you're useless. That's the deep end, That's disappointment. The, right. But yeah. I can also feel disappointed in myself because of choices I've made. Maybe I've not lived up to the standard that I'd like to live up, particularly as a Christian. When you're a grotty husband well, to me, yeah. you feel disappointed. I mean, when would that ever happen? But yeah, if that if that ever were to happen. Actually, that's quite a good um, example, though. Like if we're having a... If we're having a uh, you know, one in a million day row. Right, right. <laughs> and you, you say something and you, you, you know, afterwards it wasn't the right thing to say. And you, you did, you know, you put it right, but you're still disappointed well, that you, you said it. You feel gutted about it, don't you? Yeah, you feel like, gutted. Oh, That's a good you've word. Got, you've got that regret of, oh, if only I could take that back. I mean, how yeah. many times do we have that feeling like if I just had a time machine, I could just wind it back and I just say it differently? Do you remember when Isaac was little and he used to he used to say something mean to his brothers, right. and then he'd stand there and he'd catch our eye and he'd go, "I erase it, I erase I it, erase that." As if yeah. you could just magically, because we were in America, he'd call it erase it. But you know, as if you could just magically remove it, from remove history. it. Yeah, <laughs> I always thought that was brilliant. I always thought I would carry that forward in life. Well, you even now say that I every, do, yeah, every yeah. now and then when you I say something. It. I erase that. It but, doesn't actually work, but it, the sentiment is something that we can all relate to. Like, oh, I wish I hadn't done that, or so I wish I hadn't said that, and that sense of personal disappointment. Well, we're, but yeah, but that it's, we're disappointed, aren't we? We're disappointed yeah. in ourselves. We've messed up. We've sinned. We've done something. We've hurt somebody. We're disappointed. Right. But that is very different to I am a disappointment, right. and that's the bit that we've got to watch for, isn't it? That we don't then take it to. I'm failed. I'm, you know, we can be disappointed in ourselves, which is rightful guilt. Yeah. But shame comes when we decide I am right. a disappointment. So the first part of it, when I feel disappointed, actually is a good motivator, really, for mm. me to think, right, okay, Lord, I need to put this right with you. I need to put it right with other people if they were impacted. And that's healthy. I mean, that's me growing as a believer and as a disciple. But the other is very destructive, isn't it? Now, 
I see myself as this person. This is who I am. So as I as I start the day, I already feel like, well, I will blow it today. I'll get it wrong today because mm-hmm. I am a disappointment. It's a very much a, an identity thing. That's that's it. Yeah, and it's and I'm a failure, and I'm, it goes with everything. I'm not enough. I'm not. Yeah. I'm rubbish. I'm all those very deep deeper deeper feelings which if we probably are all honest um, could be really connected to ourselves at that deep level there are things written into our hearts which are at that identity level of what we really feel about ourselves so we've so uh, it's picking it's it's learning that it's okay to be disappointed in ourselves but not to go to that level of berating ourselves and saying it's true i'm rubbish i'm a bit failure i'm a disappointment um, you know, if only Andy had married somebody else, or you probably would do the same thing. No. Why would I do that? <laughs> right. So that's good. That's so. That's a. That's that's. Well, I was just thinking that while we're on that topic of feeling like I am a disappointment, when it's that identity thing, it it is worth taking the time to to ask the Lord why is it I feel that way? Like, mm-hmm. is it because I've really had those things spoken over me even even unjustly even when maybe i wasn't doing anything wrong i just grew up under that kind of umbrella of you're not enough you're you're never going to meet the mark you're you know you're not academic enough funny enough pretty enough handsome enough and we just feel that sense of i just am a disappointment and the thing with that is then we kind of walk through life with that filter and we we read it on people's faces even maybe when it's not there, they just give us a bit of a gormless look like we all do every now and then. And we think, oh, they're disappointed in me. I'm not enough, you know. So, and then jumps to, I'm a disappointment. Yeah, so, yeah, and it compounds it and it compounds it and it compounds it. Of course, the enemy loves that. So it's an opportunity, even if we do feel though, if, if that rings true, you know, in our heart as we hear this, then it's an opportunity to say, okay, Lord, I really want your help with this. Like, yeah. Maybe there are people I need to forgive. Maybe I need to forgive myself for things I've done. For saying these things over myself. Uh, yeah, because we can speak some pretty deathly words to ourselves, can't we? So these are all opportunities really for the Lord to help. Yeah, and I, and the truth is, is that it could have been spoken over us. Some people, you yep. know, you are a disappointment. I yep. wanted a boy and you're a girl or I wanted a girl and you're a boy or yeah. I wanted you to be a policeman and you're a fireman yeah i don't know like all sorts of things it could actually be spoken over you people we pray for people all the time who've had powerful words of you are a disappointment spoken over their lives but often it can be picked up or perceived i mean it could be picked up and it's true in in our upbringing or it could be a perceived um feeling that we've had but at the end of the day it still needs unpacking with the lord doesn't it and we we want to be free from these things so that we can disappoint ourselves, if you like, because we, we are going to disappoint well, ourselves. We we're going to disappoint we? God. We're going to disappoint each other. But we don't spiral. We're to, not sort of defined by it anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, we looked at ourselves. What about other people? Mm. Yeah, it's tricky dealing with disappointment with other people because... We're only. Uh, do you think it's true that we're only disappointed in them because we've trusted them? We've we've put some expectation into them, or we've made ourselves vulnerable, um, and so therefore we're we're disappointed. 
I think that must be true. Yeah, I think it's, to me, I, I think it resonates more about this thing of expectation. And I think that's right. Like, if you think about God's design for relationship, like it is designed, we're designed to be connected to each other in a healthy way. And so we should expect going into a marriage or having a friendship or whatever, that this would be good and that this person will love me and care for me, have my back, not undermine me, not betray me. Well, you wouldn't do it otherwise, would you? Let's be no, honest. but that's, I think that is an inbuilt, it should be an inbuilt yeah. expectation in us. But the reality of life is that those expectations get broken, don't they? Because people do let us down, they do betray us, they do speak behind our back, they do unkind things, whether they meant to or not. And that is where the, that's where the problem comes. So now we're facing disappointment in a relationship that is based on things that have happened. But then the knock-on of that, of that is that now do I become self-protective? So I don't now have that expectation. I've lost that sense of expectation, or maybe my expectation has changed. So now I'm not so much expecting good, but I'm expecting at some point or other this person's going to stab me in the back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that undermines the whole thing about relationships, doesn't it? Well, relationships wouldn't be relationships unless they were risky right. and you were making yourself vulnerable and hoping. You wouldn't go into, I mean, it's going to be a very contractual relationship, isn't it? Dry, dreary. If you're just expecting the worst yeah. and you're guarded for the worst and you you don't really expect much and i mean that's surely that isn't life in all its fullness no. and it isn't the relationships that god intended for us to have so i guess that the challenge is expectations is a really powerful word in this yeah because if we didn't expect something we wouldn't be disappointed yeah that's true yeah if i have zero expectation that that this will ever work out well then yeah. i won't be disappointed yeah it's yeah. a brilliant protection from that isn't it but what happens if my expectations of you or of somebody else are out of balance? Because that's the other side of it, well, isn't that's it? True, like, yeah. So I could have very reasonable expectations of you. You know, I think to expect a friend to have your back or expect, um, I don't know, a parent to take care of you. They're, they're all reasonable expectations. Yeah. Um, but... But I guess it goes to it. And, and so then if that, that doesn't happen, you're disappointed and you've got to, and we do have to deal with that disappointment. How we deal with it is a, is a big part really of, of walking forward. But, but what if those expectations, what if I'm projecting wrong expectations? Well, then the person has no hope, do they, of, of ever meeting them? Do you know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> if you marry somebody, but your expectation is it's going to be like, like a Disney film. Well, you know, I think, I think, yeah. Then you've then the other person in the in the relationship's got no chance because yeah. they're never going to be the right princess or the right prince. Yeah, because it's not real. Yeah. Well, I, there was I read this article once about um, a married couple and how she um, realised that she was she she was expecting her husband to behave a certain way and 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 was constantly disappointed and then constantly in a mood. Right. And um, she described it like he, he one day said to her, I, I didn't have the script. You didn't give right. me the script. And I thought that was brilliant because it actually sums it up really that 
you know, you can be expecting somebody else to follow their lines. Right. Like, I'm going to say this and then you're going to say this like this. Or yeah. you're going to, you know, you know, I'm going to give you something and then you're going to be, oh, my goodness, I'm so over the moon. But actually, like, that, that isn't life. Yeah. We can't, con- I mean, that's where control comes, doesn't it? You know, if I'm trying to control how you're going to respond or how anybody else in my life is going to respond. We can't do that. We cannot, we can only deal with ourselves. And some people are good at reading other people, aren't they? So they might be able to think, oh, this person really needs some input here, but other people are completely oblivious. Most people yeah. are completely oblivious yeah. and have got no chance of ever meeting these no. sort of hidden expectations really that are, but and, and then it's but it's worth asking the question: Why do I have these unrealistic expectations? And do I have unrealistic or do I expectations? Have them, yeah. I see it with our lads all the time. I think sometimes you can read that somebody wants something, and just for your pure sort of like, I don't know, the game of it, the game of it. Yeah, you just don't do it because I'm I I can really go fishing for for like oh who's the best mum in the world. <laughs> Did you like that meal? Did you really, really like that meal? Was it one you of know? the tastiest you've ever had? And what do they do? They don't pl- ever play along, do they? No. They, there's too much like you. They I just won't play well. along. I train them well. <laughs> but so then we, so we're going into other subjects here now, but right. manipulation uh, comes yeah. into it. And are we expecting things? Are we manipulating? Are we trying to control in relationships and then the person isn't behaving like we think they should, and we're disappointed. We've got, I mean, this is, it's okay to be honest about it, isn't it? We've just got to look at it. Yeah. Like, why are we feeling disappointed in yeah. other people's reactions and in other people's lack of response? Is it because we're wrongfully expecting something? Yeah. Or is it just they genuinely are disappointing us? Right. So you've got work to do on both counts, haven't you? On if, if there's genuine disappointment because they genuinely have dropped the ball somehow or betrayed you in some way or whatever, then there's the root of forgiveness and processing what you feel and bringing that to the Lord in honesty and, and asking for his healing, really, ultimately. If it's to do with me having wrong expectations, then I need the Lord to help me understand why do I have those. And are they fair? Are they fair? Am I being unreasonable to this person? Yeah. Maybe I could start letting them off the hook a bit. Yeah. Not having the bar so high. Just accept them as they are, really. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Letting um, people be free to be themselves and realise we can't control them or control their reactions. and, and, And it's okay in seeing where they are reaching out to us. Yeah in their their way because nobody that's the thing isn't it people we talk about i think this on other podcasts as well but people aren't gonna respond how we respond i I think that was something i had to learn in our marriage was that you know you aren't me yeah (laughs) wow what a revelation (laughs) but just that you are free to feel you don't feel the same as me don't you don't respond. think the same as no. me you don't respond the same as me don't cook the same way as you no no decorate right. the same way as you yeah yeah but it's okay yeah we'll say on the podcast it's okay it's okay and then different. i'll try and change you right yeah good luck with that <laughs> how about god if we talk about expectations do we do some of all of this with god well i think i think the truth is if we, well, sometimes we're too Christian for our own good here, aren't we? So we might not admit it, but I think if we were honest, a lot of us would 
probably feel at times a sense of disappointment in God. Do you know what I mean? Like, Lord, I trusted you, but, you know, look what Why happened. Why has this happened? Yeah. Why has this happened? Why didn't you protect or provide or look after? And these things are difficult, you know, I mean, these are difficult to work out. And and where we're left with is, Lord, all I'm left with really is I don't understand and I'm going to just choose to trust that you are good and that you do love me and you're for me, even if I don't understand and I think it's okay to just even be honest about how we do feel. Yeah. I think you have to, don't you? Because yeah. just to hide it away, you just keep hiding it away and then pretending it's not there, but it's seeping through. It's like what we were talking about at the beginning about that feeling. If we've got an innate, not innate, that's not the right word, but a, a deep, deep, deep in our identity yeah. feeling that we're a disappointment, that is going to seep out. It's yeah, going to ooze exactly. out. It's not a very nice picture, but it is going to ooze out of our paws, isn't it? Out in our relationships. And and the same with God, if we pretend we haven't got this disappointment in it, it still is going to ooze out. Yeah. I mean, it's important to to state and to remember that actually it, God cannot let us down. I mean, that what we've just been talking about with other people or ourselves is based in the reality that yeah. we do let ourselves down and we do let other people down. God, that would go against God's character. So that's not who he is. He's not a God that will let us down. So it actually isn't possible for him to disappoint us in reality, but we can feel disappointed. So that's the point I think we're trying to make is we can bring the the truth of that to God. And I think most of the time it's related around this thing of not really understanding the situation, feeling confused by the situation. Yeah, that, that's right, yeah. So, I mean, one example in the Bible that I think must have led to a sense of disappointment in Jesus was this, the story about Lazarus, don't you think? Like he was a close friend of Jesus, Mary and Martha's brother. He was sick. They did the right thing. They called for Jesus, come help. Like they were saying, we know that you're the answer. Come on, come come do your thing, Jesus, and, and, mm. and rescue. Hoping, hoping. Yeah, We've got no. hope. We've mm. got expectation. And yet... Then Lazarus dies. Jesus doesn't come. He delays his visit and Lazarus dies. I mean, it, every single one of us in that moment, I think we would have, would have felt a sense of, oh, Lord, what on earth is that about? And, and a sense of... Yeah, that confusion of, like you were of saying. Of being yeah. let down. And yeah, I think that would, I mean, as a very human response. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a really interesting scripture. And there's this bit where um, Jesus is coming back and it says when Jesus arrived at Bethany he was told that Lazarus Lazarus had already been in his grave for four days so I mean he's been dead for four days yeah at that point you've given up hope haven't you? I, mean, I think you'd just be like are you mean Jesus are you yeah. unkind like what on earth you know especially when you have reached out in hope and faith yeah and, I mean they're the we're very close, real feelings we're your close friends we yeah with you we, yeah. we understand you we put our hope in you yeah, yeah. it must have been very very confusing um, Bethany was only a few miles down the road from Jerusalem and many of the people had come to console Mary and Martha in their loss. When Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if only you'd been here, my brother would not have died. Oh, mm. can you imagine the emotion? I mean, that, that has to be expressed, doesn't it? And yeah. Jesus hasn't done anything wrong. And then he does raise um, Lazarus back to life. And he knew that he was going to do that all along. But... The confusion, the disappointment, it's got to be expressed. I, I think one of the funny things in this thing, and this is a bit of a, a cath 
paraphrase. <laughs> but the, the Kath commentary on the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's this bit in verse 20 when it says, when Martha got word that Jesus was coming, she went to meet him. But Mary stayed in the house. And I, when I read that, I, I thought, was she sulking? Right. Was she just like... She's in the mood. Yeah. Like... Pfft. You're late, Jesus. Four days. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Four days, you know. Right. Right. And not that we should be like that with God, but I do think it did make me look at my own heart responses sometimes when things don't go the way that I think. And I yeah. do have that feeling sometimes like a three-year-old kid that sits on the floor and in the middle of a supermarket and right. refuses to get up and <laughs> is having a tantrum. I, I have to be honest with you, Andy. I do feel like sometimes when things don't go the way I expect yeah. them to, or I want them to, or I've hoped for them, or I've trusted. I have that kind of almost like tantrum feeling. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's a hu- that's a very human response, and I think as well the enemy loves to to sort of emphasise that as well. If you think about even in the garden, what he said to Adam and Eve, did God really say? Mm. There's that doubt, isn't there? And I think I think he'll sow that seed into our own heart, like, well, God, was God really with you? Did God does God really care about you? Is He really for you? And I think that kind of can really start to bed into our heart because the truth is many, many people, all of us actually have experienced disappointment to one degree or another. Some, their whole lives have felt like a massive disappointment. The plans they had, the dreams they had, the hopes they had have been absolutely kiboshed, you know, and Mm. derailed completely. And it would be very easy to start looking at the Lord with a bit of mistrust, really, Mm. like, well, I thought you cared for me and... Mm. I think these are these are important things for us to be honest about with him. Yeah. I was talking to one of our friends recently who isn't married and I was telling her that we were going to do this podcast about disappointment and she said that for her not being married and having wanted to be married right. and still actually being in a place where she still wants to be married yeah. is something that she isn't just a disappointment that is kind of like a one-off, like, oh, that didn't work and I've got to process that. That's a disappointment that is kind of, I guess, living with you in a sense and how you have to choose to just keep laying that down to the Lord and and not shutting off something. Like she can't shut off that longing for marriage because that's not real either and that isn't the way. That's sort of self-protection, isn't it? So I really admire her, to be honest, of how she's kept... She keeps this hope alive, keeps this hope, Lord, you know what the desires of my heart are, but yet I'm not living. She's not somebody who lives in disappointment. She isn't somebody who lives half a life mm-hmm. or lives um, just, you know, sort of waiting and opting out. She's, she's full of life and yeah. full of getting on with things, um, but it's trusting the very deep of her heart to God. And, and I guess... That that is a, it's an inspiration for us, isn't it? Because some disappointments continue. They're not just a one-off. Yeah. They continue with us. Yeah. I think they're the kind of disappointments, whether it's like the example you've given or just lots of different disappointments through life, mm. they are the things that have the biggest impact, aren't they? And, and I think that the thing that it wars against, those disappointments, what they do actually war against is hope yeah. and expectation. There's that well-known verse in Proverbs 13 um, verse 12 that says hope deferred makes the heart sick like so when I hope in things and they don't happen and I hope in things and they don't happen then there's something of a sort of 
almost like an illness actually that that into my heart that that has the impact ultimately of just making me either afraid to hope or it it kills off that hope or that expectation so now I live really without that which isn't isn't the life that God wanted for me you know so do you think that if somebody has suffered from a disappointment then that's something that the Lord would want to heal it's an sort of an acute thing that you know somebody really hurt you really betrayed you that's something that the Lord would heal and if you're carrying you're walking with disappointment it's something that's in your life every day in a sense like I was talking about our friend then that's something that you the Lord will heal in a sense but it's also something that you have to keep on an open palm like offering back to him offering back to him but Surely God has life for us in all its fullness, yeah. even if we're in that situation where we're carrying an ongoing disappointment. Yeah. It's not something that we, wanna, we would be locked in grief with yeah. because I guess disappointment goes with grief. Um, but yet we've got to keep processing that grief, but yet keep trusting and reaching out. And it's a challenge. That, I think this is a real big challenge for all of us. Yeah. The, the challenge is not to close off our heart, isn't it? Yeah. Not to build walls around ourselves and be sort of self-protective against mm. that sense of disappointment. Yeah, there's a brilliant... Oh, I'm moving away from the microphone, but there's a brilliant um, quote that I've got here. I lean over. And it says, um, there are too many people in the world today who decide to live disappointed rather than risk feeling disappointment. Wow, it's interesting, yeah. I think that sums it up really, because the you can you could just shut off right. life, couldn't you? You could just shut off ever expecting anything or hoping for anything. Yeah. And then you're not gonna feel disappointed and life feels okay. It's manageable, but that isn't the life that God yeah. planned for us. And that quote talks about really a the thing that, that is avoided is risk isn't mm. it? Like if I, I don't want to risk disappointment, but actually relationships are risky, aren't they? Opening my heart, sharing what I really think about stuff, stepping out into new things, changing my career. Hoping for something. St- doing yeah. different things in church. They are all risky. Mm. I think the risk is the vulnerability Yeah, because we're vulnerable. Even if, even if we're hoping for something, we're hoping for healing, we're hoping for a relationship, we're hoping for yeah. something good. We're vulnerable, aren't we? We're connected to the very core of us, that there's something of longing in my heart or we're making ourselves vulnerable that when you're not going to let me down or you're not going to hurt me. I mean, this is why it's risky because we're vulnerable and relationships and, and life. I guess the Lord wants to help us know how to be vulnerable, yeah. but for him to be our protector, not us just to learn to protect ourselves. Yeah. I think to wrap up, what we're saying is really to say that God cares about what's gone on and what is going on and what we're carrying in our heart. And he, he wants us to be real about that with him. And I, I just want to read the words of a song that I love. It's called Praise You in This Storm by Casting Crowns. And it says, I was sure by now, God, you would have reached down and wiped our tears away, stepped in and saved the day. And once again, I say amen and it's still raining. But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, 
I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. I'll praise you in the storm and I will lift my hands, for you are who you are, no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried, you hold in your hand. You never left my side. And though my heart is torn, I will praise you in this storm. I remember when I stumbled in the wind. You heard my cry. You raised me up again. But my strength is almost gone. How can I carry on if I can't find you? But as the thunder rolls, I barely hear your whisper through the rain. I'm with you. And as your mercy falls, I'll raise my hands and praise the God who gives and takes away. I'll praise you in this storm and I will lift my hands for you are who you are no matter where I am. And every tear I've cried you hold in your hand. You've never leapt from my side and though my heart is torn I will praise you in this storm. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift my eyes unto the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Yeah, they're brilliant lyrics, aren't they? And um, I think the encouragement that we have um, as we move forward in all this is is really that honesty to come to the Lord about it all and um, encourage you you guys listening to to take time. You know, if there are big disappointments you've had in your life and if you need permission, even from the Bible, there's a couple of great Psalms, um, like Psalm 42, where David is just really brutally honest you know my heart um is is breaking um as he's remembering these different things he's discouraged his heart's sad but but over and over there are these these lines where he says but i put my hope in you god and um and it's not i'm putting my hope in what you're going to do for me but i'm just i'm putting my hope in you in who you are your character your nature, your loving kindness, your faithfulness. That's what I'm going to put my hope in and how powerful that is. And, um, and, and, and another one is in Psalm 57. And, and this is really this thing about somehow through these things that we've been through in our life, we, it's almost like something dies inside, that, that kind of hope inside dies and we kind of sit down and we don't have that expectation. And there's, there's something in the Psalms of this kind of stirring, isn't there, of, awake, 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 like rise up, um, of, of even David speaking to his own heart saying, rise up, awake. And in Psalm 57, um, verse seven, it just says, my heart is confident in you, O God, my heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. Wake up my heart. And, um, and it carries on from there, but, but even just to say that to ourselves, you know, wake up where these things have been crushed and to speak God's life into those places to hope again yeah to hope again keep hoping shall i pray yep lord i want to thank you that you don't leave us in our disappointments or lord in the the hurt of the disappointments in our lives the loss in the disappointments lord that you have life in all its fullness for us and lord it does take risk and it takes being vulnerable to to believe again and to trust again and to hope again but lord we you're asking us to be a people who would keep hoping keep believing in you keep steadfast in who you are lord and i just want to pray for each person listening lord that you would help them as they ponder this subject that they ponder where they've been disappointed themselves and where it's left a scar in their heart and maybe they've 
learnt to build a wall and to protect themselves because it hurt. And, and Lord, you want to get to that, that, that scar, that wound inside and bring healing. Lord, you want to bring healing and you want to help us as we stir our hearts to hope. And maybe, Lord, some of the disappointment is even in you, even though you could never, ever actually disappoint us. But we're disappointed in the way life has gone or the things that have happened. And Lord, out of your kindness and your mercy, Lord, you you want us to be real with that and to bring that to you and to to pour that out to you so the enemy doesn't have his holds over those those things in our hearts anymore. And Lord, you meet us in that place and, and you want to restore, Father, our understanding of who you are, that you are faithful, that you are steadfast, that you are good, no matter what circumstances happen in our lives. That is who you are. Mm. So Lord, I just pray that we would, we would, you would help us on this journey, help us as for a lot, lot of us, Lord, this is an ongoing thing of, of facing disappointment and, and facing hope deferred. But Lord, you have more for us. You have, you have life in all its fullness. So Lord, we just say that we love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Mm. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you for being with us on this podcast. And uh, we look forward to being back with you again soon. Thanks for joining us for Let's Talk with Andy and Kath Taylor, a podcast from LL Ministries. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review or by contacting us at hello at ll.org or through Facebook. You can subscribe and share these episodes through Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we also have other excellent resources online at ll.org, which we hope you will enjoy. Thanks again for listening.